0: In today's cyber world, the wolves are attacking. Is your company safe? HP Enterprise printers are built to help keep your company protected with layers of security that can stop the wolves in their tracks. Upgrade to HP Enterprise printers and keep the wolves out of your neck of the woods. Nothing is safe if your office isn't HP secure. HP Business Printing, the world's most secure printers. See the wolf and HP in action. Visit hp.com forward slash the wolf. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Bell of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Are you ready to unapologetically build your confidence, achieve goals, and design a life worth living? Learn the life lessons and strategies to define your life, money, and business. Pens and papers ready? Class is now in session. My goodness, I so missed that last week. Welcome to Define You Radio Classes in Session. I am your host, the Southern Bell of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. You know the voice if you listen listened before, and if you're new, thank you so much. So if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about that I missed, if you have been keeping up with me on social media, you know I didn't do a show last week. But let me tell you guys, I just got back from New York, or New York, okay? I got to throw that out there. And I was whipped and nay out. So if I would have did a show that Tuesday after I came back, would have been extra tired, extra dry. And you guys know I love extra, but the good kind of extra. So with that being said, Make sure you follow and connect with the show on Define You Radio's Facebook page for updates and more. See, if you are following on Facebook, you would have known there was no live show when I went to New York. And I suggest you guys connect with me on Facebook in some way, shape, or form, because in New York, I went to the uh, Embrace Your Cake conference given by my New York queen, Monique Denton-Davis. You guys make sure you connect with her and embrace your cake. And you also should be connected with Define You Movement. I'm just saying. But um, so in New York I got to speak. I brought all my southern belliness to the to New York, you know. They loved it, they vibed it. I should have brought some seasoning with me. Um, I'm just saying, I'm southern, y'all know. But I had clam chowder for the first time ever. I don't even know if we have clams in Louisiana. I'm not being funny. I'm being serious when it's cold here, we eat gumbo. So I had clam chowder there tastes a little bit like chicken, but it was so delicious. So I'm just telling you guys hashtag clam chowder on that one. Walked in a fashion show, uh, at the conference, which I could do a check off on life long goals or life, my lifetime goals or whatever. Um, My modeling career started and ended the same day I'm officially retired. It was quite interesting. Um, And that's all I'm going to say. You definitely have to connect with me on Facebook to see where I've posted a picture or two. And I also posted a behind-the-scenes video of me learning how to walk like a model. Don't let the looks fool you. I'm quite goofy. So, <laughs> life is too short. So, with that being said, enough of me, but I, like I said, I miss you guys so much um, that I had to talk. So, before I forget also, let me wish a happy birthday to my pain in the side, baby sister, Zenobia, happy 39th. Yes, I have a sister. I'm not an only child like a lot of people think. So, now that that's out the way, let's get into the show feels like I should play the intro again, but I'm not going to do that, okay? This month, we are talking about taking risks and doing the unexpected. That's our series this month on Define You Radio. I am extremely, extremely excited. Like, seriously, I'm seriously excited about tonight because it is kicking off the month of November with someone I recently connected with. When I say fabulous, I'm not exaggerating. Everything from her beautifulness, I don't know, I know that's not a word, but hey, it's my show, so I'm going to make up a word, okay? Uh, her personality, every her humbleness, her everything about her I love. I know you guys are going to love her too. I'm going to say her full government name as I bring her on the show, <laughs> Let's welcome our kick-off guest for tonight, Dr. Kyla Nicole Lurie. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, hello,
1: hello, hello, everyone! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I'm honored to be here, and that was a fabulous intro. <laughs>
0: girl, I be trying to work it on this scene. I be working it. Because working it. I was like, you know, they got to, they got, my audience knows if I bring somebody on, like you have to have that yay factor, that fabulous factor, um, you know, uh, and like when I connected with you, number one, you know, I loved your picture and you guys connect with the Find You radio so you can see that beautiful picture on her uh, show badge and stuff, but like your personality is <laughs> So fire. And it seems like it took forever to get to this show. I'm just saying. <laughs> the countdown is always the
1: uh, the longest part of everything, especially when you're anticipating something and you're doing it. You're like, oh, why is it taking so long for this to come? I feel like I talk
0: to her every other day. What's going on? Right.
1: I, I understand. Agree.
0: I agree. I definitely so, do. Beautiful Kyla and Nicole, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you so they can see, you know, why you're one of my favorite people. Oh, sweet.
1: Well, the first thing I have to do is very funny is when you started your intro, um, you said today is your baby sister's birthday. If I oh, my gosh. It baby sister. <laughs> and it's funny because today is my dad's birthday. And so that's kind of like, whoa. So I have to say happy birthday to my dad. Um, Yay. Because he's a cool guy But I'll spend forever talking about him So I have to quickly move on <laughs> But um, for those of you that are listening uh, Thank you so much again for tuning in um, I hope that you definitely uh, Have a dynamic listening experience And we all can connect with each other um, So my name is As she said Kyla Duckworth larry Uh, I am the founder and CEO of Kyla Nicole LLC, and it's kind of a multi-functioning business in in, um, actuality. I started off life coaching and uh, writing books, and I kind of ventured into policy, which is my PhD is in uh, law and public policy and uh, public policy administration. So I ventured into that, and I decided that, you know, with entrepreneurs, we have this thing where we get these ideas, we run after them, and we don't necessarily take the proper steps to prepare them. So because I'm a policy freak um, and I've gone to law school and things of that nature, I decided to couple that in with Kyla Nicole and help entrepreneurs legalize their businesses as far as getting all of their paperwork and documents in order, you know, their contracts, their drafts, reviews, um, their policies, how their business is going to operate, SOPs. And so I kind of get to juggle both sides of that. And that's really neat. Um, I'm really passionate about the coaching aspect for women. I actually have, over time, just developed this niche for trauma. Uh, Mm. I, unfortunately, get to talk about things that everybody hates, (laughs) most people don't like to talk about. Um, I get to really help people turn their their tragedies into victories and and, uh, the traumas that they have to kind of heal their soul so that they can actually discover their authentic self. And so that's what Cosmic Cold is all about. I have a few different ventures out here that I'm sure we'll get to as we progress through our interview. But that is the core of what I do and, and how I kind of do it every day. I have several books out, e-books, working on some hardcover books now to actually come on out. So Kyle my Nicole keeps me busy <laughs> most days. And in my free time, I get to blog. So I'm very excited about that. I blog for a few uh, magazines and uh, other bloggers and so that's kind of niche of Kyla I'm a wife, I'm a mother, um, somebody's sister <laughs> a whole lot of people's friends, and um you know I'm just day by day, you know walking out my purpose and passionate about it
0: wow you're you're twenty four hours. do you take naps? I have questions like do you <laughs> do you take naps? I am a strong advocate of naps. Nap time, siestas Whatever you want to call it I I need to take a nap just after hearing Everything that you do
1: Funny I actually have not Specialized in naps Until This pregnancy This pregnancy has definitely sat me down Uh, I definitely have to have a nap in uh, For at least an hour Typically every day (laughs) But before that, um, hopefully I don't get back to my naps, but I tend to balance very well. I really live by planners and calendars, and it kind of keeps me on track. I schedule my time off, you know, to make sure that I'm investing in myself and my family and my friends. And so I don't, you know, it sounds like a lot, but a lot of it is really, really being organized and prioritizing.
0: Hmm. Now, you mentioned this pregnancy. I was waiting on you to open the door. So since you opened the door... (laughs) Um, since you opened the door, you're, what, do you know what you're having? Would you like to share that, um, how far along you are? You know, give me the deets. I haven't had a baby in 20 years. (laughs) Good
1: grief. So that's funny. My oldest is 12 and, uh, my youngest is seven. So, uh, And I got pregnant with them very early on. Um, Most people would be like, what? But I really did. I had my son when I was 17. And um, then I had my daughter five and a half years later. So I was young and, you know, I was doing my thing. And so pregnancy in your early teens and your early 20s opposed to your 30s is vastly different. And so I am pregnant with a little boy. I actually have about three and a half or four weeks left to go. So he is coming fast, and he seems to be a little large guy. So Mm -hmm. we are very, very excited. But it has definitely been different for me this go-round. I mean, my energy levels, um, this I gained the most. I think I had every symptom in the book. I just moody, girl, you name it. And so it's been very, very interesting to me. But I have enjoyed it uh, because I think there's just less pressure. You know, when you right. are having babies early and you're on an agenda, you know, I was a full-time student back then, uh, married, and, and then, you know, law school and master's degree. You know, all this stuff, juggling work and trying to figure out what my career was. So it was a little – it was challenging. It was hard with the first mediocre with the second and now it just kind of feels like huh okay this is cool so I feel like I've just sat around and been resting on my morals this go, mm-hmm. this go around because I feel more stable I feel more established I, you know I'm more secure in myself my family and so that of course is always a difference which makes me wonder like huh how am I going to parent him you know I hope he's not going to be very spoiled I hope he's not going to this or that so we'll see We'll see how this happens for us, but it's definitely been a journey for sure.
0: I can um, imagine, and it's funny. Like I know, you know, when I got pregnant, I had my son. You know, like you said, at, when you're late teens, because um, I got pregnant at 19, had him at 20. I was mm-hmm. able to work two jobs. Come, you know, I was able to do what I need to do. No nap necessary. Um, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of hard work. I couldn't really enjoy being pregnant. Like I didn't get that, uh, parenting magazine experience. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, my son is a only child. And one of the things I told my husband, if I ever get pregnant, he better be prepared to pull out the 401k and whatever other case we got <laughs> going on. Cause he's going to have to stay home. He'll have to stay home because my, my stomach is weak. When I change, you know, my nieces and stuff, like, it's not it's not good for me. And, um, but I know a lot of people that have gotten pregnant in their, you know, late 30s. It seems like women are having babies later now. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least maybe mm-hmm. I'm noticing it more. And I'm like, hats off to you, you know? Oh, yeah. And I just, uh, you know, you... I say, go, go get it. And it's no doubt, no doubt in my mind, if I had a a child now, um, Uh that child would be spoiled. I would send a warning (laughs) out to the world because, you know, definitely more stable, um, in a happy, healthy relationship. My son is 20, you know, so that's like an extra person to, to spoil a kid. Um, and just, I mean, I would, I would be extra. I'm not even going to lie and say I hope not. I would be extra. Um, but one thing I told my husband, his DNA combined with mine, we'd probably be at the school every day. You, I mean, I just don't know. We shall see. Yeah. God know. God know what he's doing, and He He know He know me better than I know myself. Um, so congratulations on a happy, healthy. Pregnancy, and I do believe you are one of the most beautiful pregnant ladies I've seen. You should be taking pictures uh, and like sending them to send those magazines and stuff, you know, modeling <laughs> some pregnant clothes. That's what I, oh that's, my God. yeah, that's a good idea. You Thank still got you. three weeks of pregnancy. I'm saying, send, send some pictures. Girl,
1: this boy is so big that I don't even know what these next couple weeks is going to look like. Okay, I am <laughs> limping around here. Okay, I'm like, I need a cane. What is going on? So it's, yes, it's definitely... It is. My, my husband and I talked uh, briefly about if we were going to do it again. or we're, Honey, I said, it's a wrap. This is it. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. So we'll see how, how it goes. But our plan is, I think, this is it for us.
0: Okay, well, you know, we're going to definitely stay connected. So that way, if it happens again, I will send you a copy of this show to when you said it wasn't. <laughs> so I want to go for ahead sure. and kind of get into the meat of, you know, in the of the show. Now I love that, you know, what you said earlier because as a businesswoman myself, and I'll be the first to admit, in most business owners, uh small business owners, unless you kind of like went to school for it and you really come from that kind of family or or friend background or whatever You start a business and you figure out the legal aspects later. Do you find that to be true? Oh, yeah. Typically,
1: most entrepreneurs um, that I work with, I'm working with them in a crisis stage. Um, For a long time, I felt like I was just under crisis management with people because I would, you know, contract with businesses (laughs) and, you know, they would have full-on revenue coming in, things happening and would not have a piece of paperwork in sight. And so I would be dealing with them when they're having an issue with the venue, when they're having an issue with contracts, when they have obligations and people don't hold up to the end or they get sipped on some money. And so it was always like we have to get ahead of this and we have to get these things in place to know what to do. You know, I tell people all the time, a contract is for your protection, and the other person's protection, it's good to draft up these types of agreements and documents while everything is stable. You know, Mm -hmm. everything is kind of on chill mode because, you know, if you and your best friend go into business and it's a great idea and then there's a discrepancy over the money or a discrepancy within the schedule or whatever, that document is going to tell you what we said we would do when our emotions were not involved. And that's what you need because your emotions tend to get involved in things and it changes. And it can ruin friendships, relationships, businesses. I mean, it can ruin a lot if you don't have these things properly uh, discussed and and portioned out and labeled out.
0: And I agree 150%. Now, I watch Judge Judy um, and those court shows a lot. Uh And you see so many, you know, contract issues and uh-huh. well we verbally agreed and everything else and even if I do business with someone that's quote unquote not a formal person or whatever okay text me what we just said you know and I always mm-hmm. say that text me what we just said or send it to a, me in an email and and everything mm-hmm. else and I find myself in this place because there's so much back end that you as a business owner it's kind of like ugh But uh, I find myself in a place of needing, needing, not wanting, needing to hire, Uh um, you know, employees and, you know, like at least a contract employee. So Uh it's, but I don't want to do that part. Like, I want to just say, okay, I want to do this in here. You just get the paperwork or whatever. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I I need naps in my life. So if I could delegate it out, I'm working towards more delegation in 2018. Um, okay. And, but that's a thing, a thing uh, with me as far as like even thinking about hiring somebody contracting. And I know most small business owners, eventually you're, you know, as you're, you how that quote goes you know when if you do all the work yourself you're only limited to what your two hands are capable is capable of right so to speak so I am needing to do that but then on the back end I'm like you know people steal people do stuff (laughs) somebody might fall on, on purpose you know like I could have someone come to my house to pick up something on business time and if they fall in my yard that's something against my homeowner's insurance Um, I don't know if that was a question, statement, or frustration, but that's where I'm I'm at as a a small business owner, really looking into Mm -hmm. um, delegate, because I know I'm limiting my my income.
1: And that's the purpose of having these particular documents in place, because, you know, there are certain clauses and protections that are in place for you, Um, you know, your place of business, how you operate your business. Um, And then in regards to the, you know, like you said, having yourself, a successful business at some point has to train someone to be able to do what you can do so that it can free up your time to expand. And so that's something that you have to think of as a small business owner. Um, You know, of course, there are risks associated with that. But again, when you talk about contract employees and things of that nature, you have these mechanisms in place. What happens if we find that there's a discrepancy with our money? What happens with You know, we find that you're dishonest or there's a moral clause happening. You know, um, you have people coming to pick up things from your property. Okay, then there's certain signed releases that need to be censored and signed before you come on these premises in the event that you do get uh, injured or something happens. So that is the importance of having it because those documents can address all of your concerns, uh, and they can protect you and the people coming. It gives everybody fair game. You know, with a contract, nobody's left in the dark.
0: We both know what's
1: happening. We have a meeting of the minds and we've discussed it and everybody knows what happens if it goes wrong.
0: We're gonna have we're gonna have a really good conversation post baby. <laughs> post baby. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I am here. Cause, I, for cause sure. I really um you know, as in as in if you guys are wondering like, uh oh, Valencia, what business? I know you do da 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 but I also own a very successful organization and cleaning business. Um if you know anything about Louisiana, especially this area, um, you know we had the floods last year, and you know a lot of stuff going on. So the I'm constantly, I, I mean just just know that it's it's extremely busy, time consuming, so on and so forth. Um, and I know next year I really need to make sure my ducks are in a row. And then we're going to move on to the next question. (laughs) I got to take care of them ducks, you know, uh, especially when I want, uh, because I look at things like, uh, you know, a lot of the new construction contracts I want to go after and everything else because they're popping up subdivisions like two, 300 houses in them. So, of course, I want those, you know, jobs for my business, and I really need to get, you know, people – on, on, like I said, those ducks got to get lined up for me to do it how I want to do it and need to do it. So, um, for all you guys that are on cleaning and organizing businesses, look at those subdivisions that's popping up at least this way, and get with contractors. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't give y'all all my business tips. I think, <laughs> think I play on Facebook all day, but um, so <laughs> we we are. Uh, Talking tonight about the Actual lesson or Title of the show is we're ca- talking about Taking your life back and I know you talk about Trauma um, And so on so why don't you Tell us what did you have to take Your life back from
1: Oh man That is uh, it's such a loaded question I have to figure out how to always make These types of questions short um, I think for me it was a lot You know um we just in life in general, you know, coming up in a single parent household and then coming from uh divorce, uh, family and kind of those precedents that set that and, you know, it, it just starts so young. So for me, I think not having proper relationships defined you know, led me to have toxic uh coping mechanisms. So and it and it kinda of spread from those toxic coping mechanisms to bad relationships, you know, dealing with um, you know, just unhealthy things. So from abuse to divorce to, you know, having to rebuild my life and then coming out of that to dealing with sexual assault. It was so many different things in my life that at one point I kinda of had to wake up and say, Okay, what am I doing and how am I doing it? How do I overcome and how do I get myself healthy to the point where I can not only be a blessing to others, but really be a blessing to myself? Because that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, we spend a lot of time saying, well, I want to get whole for, you know, help other people. I want to get whole to bless here, and bless there. But you actually have to get whole for yourself first, you know, because you can't help anybody <coughs> else if you've not helped yourself. So I think I took my life back in numerous um, areas, and I worked really, really hard just to make sure that I was a whole functioning individual for me, my family, my friends, um, and it was just a process.
0: I love that you said um, that basically I have to get me together before I could help you and and I mm-hmm. see that with a lot of people um you know when you're connected to people and and you know their quote unquote social media life or their public life or their everything's great life um right, and then on the back end, you know it's like what how <laughs> how you gonna tell somebody you know like mm-hmm. real real talk and that's one of the things that you know i've said in in my own life is that i had to i can't tell you how to achieve goals and do <clears throat> whatever else in your life and i'm not doing it in mine you know um right. because it comes from and a different true. place it comes mm-hmm. from a different place and i always debate on on that part because on one hand i think you could from the outside looking in you could paint the house looking one way. But if the house is not right on the inside, then eventually somebody's gonna open the door and see that your house dirty on the inside even though all your shutters match mm-hmm. your plants. You know? Um so I always think that's very interesting and I think um I think it's even more interesting that you studied law and and policy in school and which is a very intellectual almost a non feeling type of field but yet you deal with people at the very softest parts of them when you talk about dealing with trauma like how how do those how does that work <laughs> like how how does your intellectual side and your I don't want to say emotional side, but you know what I'm saying? Like that side, like how do they work together? Do you find them fighting each other or do you like separate one part from the other or, cause I'm like not an yeah. emotional person. Okay. I'm going to just so leave that there.
1: <laughs> I am very weird. And I always tell people this, people don't believe me, but I am one of those really, really weird people. And um, I love it. Um, I I really do. It doesn't bother me at all. But um, so my brain compartmentalizes, and it often works like a computer. So for some, I think it's just the way God made me. Um, They don't war against each other because I'm very logical when it comes to certain things. I'm very black and white when it comes to certain things. But I think the life experience Um, has made me incredibly compassionate. So Mm. although I know that the world is very black and white, um, there's so much gray. And I realize that most people don't live in the black and white. They live in the gray. And so my job typically is when I meet with people and I talk to people, I realize that people live in the gray because they're incredibly dysfunctional. They are dysfunctional. Mm. They have bad coping mechanisms. Um, they have learned how to deal with the cards that they've been dealt, and they've learned to get through it the best way that they can, but yet they don't necessarily want to address the black and the white. And so for me, when it comes to dealing with people, I'm real. I'm raw. And I tell people up front, you're not going to like what I say. Um, And I am going to offend you. And I am going to get in your business. uh, But I'm going to do that because, That's important for you to actually be able to move forward in your life. You can't possibly expect to get whole, be whole, and live this life on purpose and walk it out by living in the little crevices and the spaces of the things in which you hide. And that's what most Mm -hmm. people do. You know, it's kind of like when people want something or they have something to say, um, and they say, well, I need your opinion. They're not really asking for your opinion or your thoughts. They really just want somebody to jump on their bandwagon. They want to mm. convince you that their side is actually true, which is why all of the other details are actually left out. And so when I deal with people, I say, okay, and even with my kids, when, when a situation happens, they are very quick. They're like children to tell you what happened. No, 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 tell me what you did. That, that's typically how I started off. I don't really want to know about the particular situation because life is only a, really about 10 or 15% of what happens for the For the vast majority of it, ninety to ninety five percent of it is how you respond, so you have all the control, you have all the power over how you're going to respond and what you're going to do. The interesting part about that is what triggers you because everybody has filters, so what I say to you it sounds very normal coming out of my mouth, but how you hear it and perceive it is something completely different so it's very, very interesting for me when it comes to dealing with people. Um, I really, for a long time, and I, I laugh about it now. But for a long time, I used to figure, I said, "Man, I just have the gift of pissivity. I just piss people <laughs> off," and I just could not figure it out. You know, it used to bother me when I was younger because I would ask questions and I would upset people, and I, they would say you're evasive and you're, you're, you know, you're hard and you know, like my my own mother said to the day, she was like, "You're just so hard with people." I said, really not. I love people. I love seeing them grow. I love seeing them excel. But I know the difference of being stuck in a place where you have no progress, where you hate something, where you're vastly unhappy, opposed to being in something that you love and you live for and you're free. I know what both of those feel like. And if I had a choice, I obviously would be in a place of living in freedom, not being bonded, you know, down to to foolishness, not having to feel left open and broken so it's like I, I want everyone to live that way but it's work you know it's not gonna come easy it's not something that you're just gonna oh today I'm happy no 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 <laughs> hmm. you have to face your demons you have to deal with the things that we did and you know we we lived our life for a long time saying you know that sometimes um things just happen well sometimes bad things happen to good people yeah you know, and that's and that's a, that's a thing that's foreign to people because they say, "Well, I didn't do anything to deserve this, so why did it happen?" Sometimes this is just the cards that are dealt. But what are you going to do? You can't change it. You can't go back. You can't convince it not to. Ha- so, what are you going to do? Are you going to woe with me? Are you going to figure out how to pick your life up and, and move forward? So, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic. It honestly is. Um, now, when it comes to the legal side of the world and and business side of the world, I always say I would not want to sit across from me at the table. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) I I would not, you know, and so because of that, I am always conscious of myself. I'm consciously aware of, you know, how I am, how I communicate my tone, things like that, because for me now, that is very black and white, and uh, that's the purpose of having a document, though, because I don't do a lot without them because they're, they're safeguards for me and you, and we don't have to argue over this document. (laughs) Mm. We have to argue over everything else We don't have to argue over this document So let's make that as clear and concise as we possibly
0: can Love it Love it And I have I have a question I'm going to go back to that But I wanted to say One of the things that I learned in Philosophy class Maybe logic Mm -hmm. class Ethics I don't know One of those classes that I took I learned that how not to argue with emotion because my Uh teacher would say, you know, it invalidates your argument. So meaning Uh like if you have discussions with people and of course, everybody's not going to agree because a lot of times people don't want to hear the truth, but if you come at them from an emotional side, it kind of takes air out of the balloon versus with facts. And so mm-hmm. I said that class was one of the best and worst things to happen to me, because simple fact, now, if I argue with you, it's going to be strictly based on fact. And I don't consider myself to be a, I've been told, <laughs> look, that's a disclaimer. I've been told. Um, Cause I think I am very warm and energetic and everything else, but I'm a problem solver. So if someone comes to me and like you say, say, you know, what do you think about this? Or And I'll ask, like, what, what Valencia do you want? Okay, because there's two in here. Do you want the listening, loving, oh, it's going to be okay, Valencia, which shows up every blue moon? Or do you want the problem solver, Valencia, which is going to come at you with the facts of life? Because that's how I had to pick myself up. I couldn't worry about how mm-hmm. I felt. I had to worry about the facts. The facts were I was a Young single mom, and I had a kid to feed. Facts and and um, mm-hmm. that's that's like I mean, and I'll tell people I know the statistics. And y'all, if you've listened to the show before or connected with me in any way, shape, or form, you know my story of you know growing up with my mom being on drugs and she was murdered when I was 17. Google the statistics, Google the statistics so. With that being said, okay, I don't, the statistics are based on how people felt. They felt, woe is me. Uh, I have every excuse in a book, so I'm going to do what I feel. But me reading those statistics based on how people felt they wanted to live their life or whatever, wasn't going to feed my son, which was the only fact that I had to base my life change off of. Woo, had to get that off my chest. (laughs) You know, I mean, um, and I've never been an emotional person, and this kind of will roll us into my question. I've never been an emotional person because I didn't have time to be emotional. I always had things to do Mm -hmm. and things to take care of. Those were the facts. And so um, everything to me had a reason, and I did what had a reason to it. You know, um, so when Mm -hmm. we talk about toxic coping mechanisms or what what are some of of those things that you would put in that category, like me not being an emotional person? I mean, I'm emotion. I don't know. I maybe I need to Google and take some type of personality test. But um, (laughs) what are some toxic coping mechanisms that come to mind?
1: Um, you know, when you talk about toxic, it's such a, it's such a large spectrum of what's toxic, because what may be toxic for you may not be toxic for me. And that's the Mm -hmm. first thing you have to understand. um, Because, you know, that whole personal conviction or um, the possibility of me doing something harmful and you doing something harmful may look um, different. So when I talk about toxic, I talk about something that you're codependent on, you know, because a person can be toxic, you know what I mean? You can have a a situation with a person who, anything that makes you say, if this happened, then I would do this, or if you would only hear me here, then I would feel like this. Something that says that this is my situation, this is my circumstance, and that thing is going to change how I respond or how I feel. And so that that's toxic in a sense. That can be drinking. That can be sex. That can be drugs. That can be a person. That can be a job. <laughs> that can be money. That can be anything, anything that you have to depend on to change your mood, to change your environment, something that you have to count on to make you happy is toxic, mm. you know, because those pleasures that you have, you know, for me, a lot of it is a motive behind the things that you do. Not necessarily the things that people do. And so when I meet with people and I talk to them, I, I am a very why person. And, and you will find that if you start having your conversations with people that have wronged you, offended you, harmed you, or um, even themselves, and you ask them why, typically they have been offended, they're upset, they're bitter about something. But their why typically is not logical. So, you know, I did this because They yelled. And you think, wait, <laughs> so that made you cuss them all the way out? Hmm. <laughs> like that that that's what that's what triggered it. And and you and it's not logical, but what has happened is something triggered a behavior or a feeling inside of them. And that trigger is what forced them to respond the way they responded. That's a toxic or negative behavior because what that means is you don't have effective communication skills. So a lot of times it's all about seeing and hearing what's behind what's actually happening. You know, when you go on a date, like I would I would talk to a lot of single women all the time, and, uh, you know, they would be like, men are this and they're that and I can't do this. And you start to ask, well, what kind of men are you dating? Hmm. Where are you getting them from? Um, and when you sit down and talk to them, what are you all talking about? Because I found that a lot of people are unsuccessful in dating. They have no idea what questions to ask. They have no idea how to interpret the message behind the message. And this is what makes their relationships seemingly not workable. If I sit down with you, I'm not going to ask you, well, where do you work? What do you do? How do you do it? No, what I want to know is how often do you talk to your mother? When you have a bad day, what does that look like? You know what I mean? So when you get off work, walk me through your night. Because there are lots of things. There are lots of red flags in everything that people do. They just miss them. And when they miss the flag, the disappointment they're upset, uh, they're disgruntled. But, no, they were there. You just missed them. Your eyes weren't trained to read them or see them. And so, you know, the behavior that's toxic, you know, a lot of times we will look and we'll say, well, they're drinking, they're smoking, they're texting, they're this. Typically those are just outward things. All of the things that are happening on the inside are things that you can't even see, you know. So so it, it's very interesting when you talk about toxic behaviors um, and so I really had to just narrow it down to say that anything that's going to make you dependent upon something else to change your who, what, when, where, why, how is a toxic thing. Whatever that is, mm. it's toxic, and you got to deal with that.
0: I love that, love that. You, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this show myself and take notes. <clears throat> but it's very interesting that you touched on um, – Relationships and single women because I look at all the women I know and or I am connected with um, very few are married even fewer are happily married um, mm-hmm. and I I will say you know if y'all know me y'all know this is not my first rodeo however this is the only rodeo that was worth the price of admission <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is with my with my husband, when we met, it was very much a been there, done that. I'm not interested in um getting married again. I'm not interested in being in a um you know, I want a stable relation a relationship where we're not dating other people, but nothing serious. That was like that was our disc- like literally me and him, he felt the same way, I felt the same way. So Being that we had no expectations put on each other, we actually built a friendship, you know, because we just went in it just to hang out and have fun. And we learned so many things about each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was kind of like, well, honestly, in my head, okay, well, I'm going to have to, like, cuff him. I'm going to have to cook. And I hate to cook. I can't cook. I hate to cook. (laughs) So I was like, I'm gonna have to put this wrist to work. Now I'm just playing. But you know, like I knew I wanted to be with him and he knew he wanted to be with me, even though coming in the gate, so to speak, that was like not a, not a discussion for us. And I think these days, women want this man with a six pack, a 10 figure job and everything else. And they're walking around, I have a checklist And your checklist has you still single Girl, that's a whole other show Whew, <laughs> post, You know, like Just that discussion That discussion And then what I find is And I'm sure you'll agree um, A lot of them with the checklist will End up in relationships that's, not, that's completely off the grid Like completely oh, yeah. Left Oh yeah That's That's a like I said, that's, that's a, whole a whole other this, show. That's a
1: whole other conversation, really.
0: Yeah. We have to do one yeah. just
1: about singles and relationships because oh, they hurt oh, out put,
0: here. I'm, girl, <laughs> I'm putting it on the 2018. Y'all stay tuned because I could guarantee you Miss Kyla and Nicole will be back because um, <laughs> that that show there. But So let's talk about... Um, Writing, your writing. I know you have a few things out uh-huh. there, working on a few, a few things. What did writing do for you personally? Cool. So I actually started writing by accident.
1: Now I, I've written as a child, um, as a teen, it was my thing. For me, writing was an expression of how I thought and how I felt. Um, because as a, as a growing up, I like I said, I was weird you know, and and so if people follow me or they if they talk to me, they'll be like, why does she keep saying she's weird? Because I just have an interesting way of thinking. Um, I love the way that God wired me and how God made me, but I am such an out-of-the-box, logical, crazy, radical, safe, cautious thinker. It, all of those words, you're like, wait, one kind of contradicts the other. So when I would write, I was able to compartmentalize and express myself. And so... I did that all the way up until college and until I really just could not get the time to do it anymore. Um, and then I went through my divorce. And as I was going through my divorce, I had to kind of rediscover who I was. Um, I had to rediscover what I wanted. Uh, and I had to kind of walk through all of the hurts that I had to overcome. And so my first book, 15 Ways to Improve Your Reality, was not supposed to be a book. It really was... Um, a a journal that as my status changed, financial, marital, um, all of that, I I began to experience a lot of hurts with that. You know, people I thought were going to be in my life forever left, um, things that I thought would always be, wasn't fair, relationships changed, uh, my quality of life changed, my health changed. And so I had to start over. And so I began to write about these different topics and things that I had to Reevaluate for myself and work through for myself. And um, one day I woke up and it was just like, I, you know, I, I felt like I was being led to release it, so I did it. And uh, since then, I've kind of picked back up that love, and that was in 2012. Um, and so I just started writing, and I wrote a series of things, um, e-books and books, and then I started blogging, the my own website because. I figured it was my platform. I could say what I wanted to say. Hmm. <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't have to appease anybody. I didn't have to sugarcoat anything. I didn't have to worry if the content wasn't going to be liked. I said it's mine, and that's one of the reasons that I have my blog site and I have my website. Of course, it's there for services, but I get to wake up and write about what I want to write about, um, and, and it's truth, and it and it and it feels good, and it and it speaks well, and it represents me well. And um, I wanted that, and so I said, I'm going to keep this going. And so now when I write, of course I write to advocate. Of course I, you know, write to shed light on topics and and speak my truth and other people's truth. But I don't have to be conformed to the commercial standard. You know, one of Kyle Nicole's biggest slogans is, you know, you don't have to be what society says you are. You know, it's kind of how you were talking earlier, statistics statistically, I had a baby at 17. I wasn't, I'm not supposed to have a PhD. I'm not even supposed hmm. to have made it to the master's degree level. You know, I'm not supposed to be, you know, I got divorced. I'm supposed to be a bitter black woman, but I'm not, <laughs> you know, my kids Hashtag are supposed to be jacked alien. up, but they're not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my thing is you don't have to be what society says you are. You are your choices. You're not your situation or your circumstances, but you are your decisions.
0: Mm. I'm gonna have to go back and type that on the page in case somebody missed that. <laughs> you're you're a rule breaker. I love it. You're a rule breaker. Yeah. Like, you know, dang <laughs> dang the statistics. I'm a I'm a do me is you know like yeah. tell me what what you think and I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. And I love that because uh, you know a lot of people use that excuses being a young parent to why they're mm-hmm. not doing anything with their lives. And here it is. With your, you know, phenomenal self, you're doing like everything and pregnant. That's look. That's the title <laughs> of your next book. I put it right. Okay. something right right write that down. Write that down. It, I'm doing it, it all and pregnant. Yes. I've, okay. <laughs> I'm. I will be at the book signing. Because yeah. here, I mean, we have people have so many excuses, and literally, you still mm-hmm. like rolling with it and pregnant. Um, yeah, and I I love that and so admire that about you, just you know you being a rule breaker and like not you know I know you you know what all the statistics say and you're just so amazing and then even even some so I just want to very much just thank you for showing up and showing out because I think a lot as you know women of color which I think is the politically correct term. But as women of color, um, the media will paint a certain portrait, and people will get used to that, and they will tell you you're different from everybody else. And it's right. not necessarily that you're that you are quote unquote different. Is where you getting your information on women of color, right? That's right. a whole it's, other and it's show. How it's
1: the That's a whole <laughs> other show now because. We definitely have to have that discussion about the outrage that women have that they're depicted a certain way, but yet they constantly perpetuate the cycle of what they're being portrayed as. But don't get me started. I'm not going mm. to take up the rest of our show talking about that, but that's just a little nugget.
0: <laughs> Baby, That's I tell people this is why I do a radio show and not like a live thing because the look on my face yeah. was that hashtag say it. Um <laughs> Yeah, wow. but, you know,
1: it, it's, it's, it's the same thing with those excuses, you know. Um, a lot of times there's two things, two ways I feel about excuses, and one thing that I teach my children, um, I, you know, I say we don't make excuses because excuses keep you average. Mm. Um, you know, your excuse is the baseline uh, for your life, and um, that will rip, that will keep you in a box, and you're not in a box. So that's one thing. But the other thing that I feel about excuses, um, when we're talking about um an excuse or a justification as to why we're not doing something, we really have to evaluate the level of fear in that excuse. Because a lot of times our fears are disguised as our excuses. And um, it'll keep you from moving forward and progressing in your life because you're afraid and you tangibly will find things to pick up to say, well, this is why I can't. And so I always tell people and I encourage them, I don't care how old you are, I don't care what they say, who is they? You hmm. can do what it is that you decide or determine that you can do. If you're not happy with your life, it's because you're not doing anything to change it. If you don't like your situation, figure out what you're going to do to change it. You know, when, uh, it's like you don't have a choice. Are you going to sit and be miserable or are you going to figure it out? And change looks different for everybody. You know, if you say, well, I just, I'm not making ends meet over this, what are you going to do to fix that? Are you going to go back to school? How are you going to get a certificate? How are you going to increase your skill level? Are you going to pick up a part-time job? Tell me what you're going to do. Because it doesn't have to be the max of what they say you should do. Who is right. they? What do you need to do to advance your life forward? That's up to you.
0: Because you cannot write a check from they to your mortgage, <laughs> light bill, or any of the above. Um, so I, I love that. Oh, my goodness. I, I just got like... Three, I might have to do like a whole month of Kyla post-baby. Because <laughs> um, I just got like three, four shows out of everything that you said tonight. Um, so, I told you that time goes by fast. Y'all know it's like seven it minutes does. left. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the podcast because I want to make sure that I'm in the know, because so I could hear it. I know the audience is in love with you already, and they want to hear it. So let's talk a little bit about your, your, your new baby, so to speak. So
1: my latest venture, well, my latest first venture, um, and it's set to release, finally I have a date, November 20th, so y'all hold me to it. Um, well, I will be releasing my very first podcast, which is something that I have wanted to do for a very long time, but I can never get on the right timetable to do it. And so I am very excited about it. It is Kyla Nicole Presents Pause and Press Play. And um, it, it's just, it gives me life thinking about it because this entire podcast, which, of course, will be Kyla, you know, you'll laugh, you might cry, you might get mad, you might, you know, he could probably go through all the emotions you know, imaginable. But a part of that is being able to pause and hear the contents of what's being said. So I used to do a lot of lives, which I said in the new year, I'm going to get back to it. But um, I used to do a lot of lives on a lot of different platforms. And um, I just hated that from the comments, from the people, uh, from myself, you had to look a certain kind of way. You had to uh, sound a certain kind of way. All these things, you know, they they say the audience needs a visual, but what I found is that when you give them a visual, they pay more attention to what the visualized situation opposed to what's happening. And I didn't like that. I wanted people Mm -hmm. to hear what I had to say because I felt like what I was saying was worth more than what I could ever look like. And so mm. I said, you know, I'm not going to be the girl. I just can't I can't be the girl that gets up and has a, a face full of makeup and hair, bead, and nail. I, I, I'm just not that <laughs> girl. I, I, you know, I praise God for people who have it. I think people look wonderful. I admire them. I'm like, wow, but that's not Kyla. Um, you know, I'm the girl who I, I, I can go out of the house looking a mess and really be okay, you know, because I like to say, hey, You can talk about what I look like, but what you can't see, you know, these investments, this family, (laughs) this happiness, that's what matters um, when when you're talking about that. So pause and press play is an extension of who I am to the core. And this first edition is going to be the half-baked edition. And and we're going to be talking about all the things that we're essentially half-baked in, which is most things in life. You know, when you think about baking or you think about cooking, you know, you you make something, it tastes great, but there's something missing. You know, might be some salt, might be some pepper. You know, you maybe didn't put enough eggs, maybe didn't put enough flour, and so it'll be the half baked edition. And it's just gonna run through things from, you know, your successes to your failures, um, your your inner thoughts, your relationships. Just it's it's gonna touch on so many different angles of life and how we are half baked and we don't even realize it. <laughs> You know, and because you know, it talks about this, uh, for example, you know, earlier you mentioned marriage. You have all these mm-hmm. people that are married, but they're not fulfilled in their marriage. And they wonder why. And it's little things that they're doing that they don't even realize that they're doing, but they're half-baked. And they can't quite get the cake to rise. And so <laughs> this type of thing that we're going to be talking about that's going to say, hey, you got to check yourself. And so after that, hopefully, then I'll be working on my, I'm actually working on the next book, which is, I think it's set to pre-release sometime by the end of this month, uh, The Game of Life, and it's the 15 Winning Lessons, and it's kind of a sequel to 15 Ways to Improve Your Reality. And, of course, all these things you can get on my website, Um, You know, that first book talks about behaviors and things that we have as women that we have to deal with. To get our reality better, gossiping, lying, taming our emotions, um, you know, uh, uh, self-preservation, being workaholics, defining our success, topics like that. Well, this next set of 15 winning lessons are going to be things that hopefully if you've dealt with the first hand, now you can start to deal with this other one, you know, which is your focus, which is your thoughts, your uh, choices, your finances, things of that nature that says, okay, this is the next phase of what you have to do. Once you get you together, how are you going to get your around surroundings better? Mm. So that's kind of where I am um, in that sense. And, of course, I, like I said, I blog for a few different websites. People can keep up with me on Instagram and social media, uh, Dr. Kyla Nicole Lurie. Um, I'm out there. I'm not. I always tell people I'm not hard to find. <laughs> Some people probably wish I was hard to find, but I'm really not hard to find. And I'm excited
0: Okay I want to make sure because I am posting The you said (laughs) November 20th or the 21st
1: November, November 20th Is when the podcast releases
0: Okay and where can we How can we listen or connect With it can we just go to your website And find it there or
1: So what I am Doing for everyone is Um I tell people if they're following me on social media, um, which I said Instagram is, is Dr. Kyla Nicole Lurie, Twitter, Dr. Kyla Nicole, um, I will post the link because it's going to be on iTunes. Um, and we they're actually working on getting that up, I believe, this weekend. So that's very exciting. And I hope that they will allow me to release the entire first half of the volume. And so that will be six good podcast episodes for everyone to kind of plug in and uh, listen away. And so I will post the link. It is going to be on iTunes unless something changes, but i let everybody know to go ahead and follow me because as the time gets close, I will definitely, definitely be letting everyone know, sharing, tagging, all of that, because I definitely want people to be able to tune in and it will be on the website as well, where to go and what to do. So we will definitely make sure that you guys hear about it and have access to it.
0: Yes, because I'm putting this on my calendar and <laughs> on the on the page, and I want to make sure. I can't wait because it's like I like I'm excited um, just to see. And if you guys scrolled, if you're on uh, Define You Radio's Facebook page and scroll down, I have one of the pictures for the podcast posted, and she has these curlers in her hair and you know, and uh, which I think is so cute. I was like, oh, I need to buy a wig and put some curlers in there and take a picture. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's my solution for every hairstyle I want. But... um, Okay, some (laughs) curls. Girl, I'm telling you, it is... I'm excited about the the podcast and definitely the book projects, um, project, and you guys need to get one I would say get one deal with the inside with with part one of her book and then part two the other 15 you know go in order show your support get both of them but read them in order because um, if someone can be everything and pregnant she got a few quite a few lessons <laughs> in her that we all could take notes on um it has been an awesome an awesome show I just don't even know what to say in my life right now. <laughs> um, I posted the website, so you guys definitely make sure you connect with Dr. Kyla Nicole. Um, she's she's awesome, and I'm I'm living my my pregnant life through her. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: and I want to say, I, do you have a tip you would like to leave the audience with, and any last? You know quote or tip you'd like to leave them with before we close out tonight's show um yes,
1: for sure. We are at the end of the year. um you know twenty eighteen is quickly approaching us um and I really want to just encourage people to really do a self evaluation um as the end of the year. It's something that i I do faithfully. Uh, you know, you evaluate your relationships, evaluate your circles, evaluate your choices, your friends. Um, Do your vision boards because they matter, set your goals Mm -hmm. out, put it before you, um, and really, really try your best to start off the year fresh in every area of your life, finances, mentally, physically, spiritually. um, I really, really encourage people to do that so that you can live your best life. You know, Um, you want to be authentic, but you want to live on purpose. You don't want to just let the days trickle by and you reflect that you have nothing left to give or nothing to accomplish. And so that would be my encouragement for the time you guys have plenty of time to get these things in order and start now, you know, don't start in December, start today.
0: Mm. I love that. And I already said some people are not going to cross over from 2017 to 2018. I've passed warnings. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be shocked if they get left in this year. It's a whole new season <laughs> coming up. Yeah. Um, oh, all yeah. right. With that, with that being said, um, Dr. Kyla Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. I have learned a lot. I'm going to like really go back and listen to the show so I could take my full notes because I always say classes in session. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on on everything! I can't wait to hear the podcast and see the new book drop, uh, guys. Make sure you connect with her at. Kyla, that's K-Y-L-A Nicole N-I-C-O-L-E dot org and it's also posted on the page and will also be on the website with that being said I just don't, it it was a phenomenal show it was a phenomenal (laughs) show Um, pens and papers down guys I hope you enjoyed tonight's guest like I said, connect with her pens and papers down, class is officially over make sure you join us next week same time same place and hopefully I see you guys this Saturday in Houston Texas at Define You live I'm deciding on the song I'm going to walk out on and if you know me you know I'm going to walk it out for real so with that being said remember only you can Define You you guys have a great week thanks for listening to Define You Radio class is in session connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com Pens and papers down class is over.